This podcast is sponsored by Enriched. Now, if you're a regular listener to the show, then you'll know that I'm not a big fan of Big Pharma. So I do everything I can to try and stay out of their sickness subscription system. And a key component in my daily arsenal is a dose of what I'm calling the White Basement Lion King Super Stack. First, chugga mushroom, known as the king of mushrooms for a reason. Its potent antioxidant, antiviral, immune-supporting properties make it the most studied medicinal mushroom on earth. And although there can be only one king, the king wears a mane, a lion's mane. Brain-boosting, neuron-sharpening, cognition-enhancing, lion's mane is the perfect partner for King Chaga and the second half of the Lion King Super Stack. For me, it's the perfect start to my day helping me to go hard and go home. Go to enriched.co, that's E-N-R-I-C-H-D.co, and use the discount code WHITEBASEMENTPOD to get a 10% discount site-wide. Start your day like a king. Go to Enriched and grab the Lion King Super Stack now. I was just like, right, that's it, I'm not going to move no matter what happens, all right? I'm not going to move. What's going to happen if I die? Like, what? what happens right it's gonna wait till the bell goes that's whatever happens i'm not moving and it gets so painful that i feel like i want to throw up so you still haven't moved no and around me it's not it's the 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 not the group sits it's like the optional one where you could go to sit in your room but i sat there all the time and there's four of us that were like militant just one spot and um so i was like if i'm gonna put i just kept observing observe my thought that if I'm going to feel sick, it's all right. There's no one else around me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to watch it. I'm going to see, see this through. So um, I did. And so I felt the, the sensation of what felt like, you know, being throwing, like throwing up, come up. And then it stopped around here. And then suddenly everything disappeared, like all the pain. Everything disappeared. Wow. The feeling of sickness went, the pain yeah. went, just... And then I moved into a space where before you could feel the vibrations at subtle, subtle level, really subtle level. Now there's no vibration. It's still like the stillest space I've ever, ever been. Like it was still before, but this was still. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the White Basement Podcast. Today I'm joined in the studio by Smith, one, my uh, co-founder, co-host. Greetings. And uh, we're going to be talking about AI, artificial intelligence, and uh, he is certainly a man who is in need of some more intelligence, so thank you for joining me today. And, I would uh, like to say it's a pleasure, but um, I would be slightly lying. It's slightly artificial. And our, and our actual our actual guest is uh, Krishna Gandhi, who is an inventor in the field of neuroscience, and uh, she is the founder of a company called Simonics, um, which has developed a way to monitor hormones uh, in real time, non-invasively, using an EEG. And this is driven by her desire to understand the human condition and what lies beyond. 
Krishna. Oh, hello. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. That was really impressive. <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, I, I, I wrote it all on my uh, laptop and then I forgot my laptop. Yeah. So yeah. I need an intelligence upgrade uh, as well. Pretty good. I was yeah. thinking, I was, yeah. I was watching, I was going, obviously I did a quick Google search <laughs> five minutes before you arrived and um, so Jason's done a pretty good job of uh, summarizing page one of your website. Yeah. Well, no, I, I just <laughs> asked about uh, two hours ago, could you just send me like a little brief bio about yourself and that yeah, just use that. Yeah, see, there was me sort of five minutes ago. Chat GPT. Yeah, who explain needs chat Simonics GPT? as an eight to an eight-year-old. <laughs> That's why we've understood. Oh, it. yeah. Well, Chat GPT. So is in denial. <laughs> That's a different story. I, I'm really um, interested to talk to you. Okay. Because I've been really loosely as a layman following kind of AI the last. Six months, twelve months, not not really in any great detail, but I've I've become more and more aware that suddenly this thing which may or may not happen and probably would happen suddenly is is with us. And it seems to me as a layman that the chat GPT is the thing that's kind of brought it into the collective consciousness. And I think I'm right in saying they got a hundred million users in four weeks. Um, so the adoption curve is is crazy, and the and the learning curve of the system therefore is crazy because it's got tons of data to be kind of chewing over, and so what what I wanted to hopefully try and understand from you being an expert is a couple of things, but but I guess the 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 main things are should we be worried or should we be excited and is artificial intelligence um a, the correct name or is it something different to intelligence can it can it become intelligent in the way we think about intelligence and this is this actually what what you sent me earlier about the hormones um really plays into that because again from the little bit of sort of understanding i have most behavior or maybe all behavior of organic life forms is driven by hormones but the computer doesn't have a, a, like a limbic system is it limbic system is the hormonal system right um it's it's the limbic system is part of the hormonal system but if it doesn't have a hormonal system can it become intelligent can we start with that um, sure. I mean, intelligence is uh, independent, I think, of um, hormones, because you'll see levels of intelligence in single cell, um, you know, single cell organisms. Um, so actually, if you want to start there to say, well, how how do single cell, cell organisms, you know, um, are able to know how to move? I mean, how does a sperm know how to get to an ovum? Uh, even that's still not understood very much, right? So we see that intelligence at that level um, and we can't replicate that level of intelligence. <laughs> if the, the theory was that you'd need lots of different connections and neurons and, um, you know, points of, uh, you know, different points in the brain and that they, then, it, then intelligence arises as a, as a result of that. But that doesn't, you know, we see that in, we see that that's on the contrary, um, uh, even single cell. So directly in response to that question, I'd say 
No, I don't think you need to have um, a hormone, hormonal system for intelligence is independent of that. Um, so, so potentially a computer system could develop something that we could call and understand as intelligence? It mimics intelligence. It's artificial intelligence. Um, it has a level of uh, a capacity that... Um, you know, does bring value to to us. Um, there are certain kind of savants that can do, you know, amazing uh, levels of computation um, that it is impressive, that seems way um, out of our level of expectation from a human and potentially it's something a, a computer could do, but it's just not something that every human can do. Yeah. Um, and that's also because we're not specialised to just to do one thing. Um, a computer is specialized to process data um, and processing a lot of data. Um, it's it's uh, designed to do exactly that. The, the, the question is, is where does the logic come from? Because you could put all the components together for a computer, um, but it's not going to make itself into a computer. It's, it needs like um, instructions in the form of software and it needs to be coded and it needs to be instructed and it needs to then work in kind of a logical manner. So we can go ahead and mimic all we like, but we don't even know where we get our logic from. I mean, that's the base premise of, you know, um, that's, the ba that's, the, that's the fundamental question. Where do we get our logic from? And, and where and how does logic derive? Like, why does it work that way? But isn't that isn't that to kind of sort of touch on that question and, and touch on the answer? Isn't that really a case of what we deem to be logic? It's logic. It's logic is a subjective thing. Is something logical? No. Like it's it's a subject to you. What I do might seem logical. To, some, to Jason, it might seem illogical. Um, but to me, I did what I did, and it's. Logical. There's rationality, right? And there there could be logic applied, but doesn't have to mean it's valid. Doesn't right. mean that's it's like you know a valid logical statement. Okay, but it might be valid in a particular parameter, but outside of that, it's no longer valid. So it depends on um, the goal. It depends on um, the the reason to do what you're doing. It depends on the direction in which you're going. Right. And then if you're looking outside of that, then maybe it's not logical, but it, you have to look at within the parameters that you're looking at. And then a lot of people think they're using logic, but it's just, um, you know, it's just a story. Right. Uh, and it's, and then there's actually you know, false logic. So false premises. Um, and a lot of time, and a lot of the times, you know, science, for example, has been moving a particular way. Um, but ignoring um, aspects of, you know, uh, the mind um, in, in, in investigations, um, which is pretty much ignoring half of reality. And so we've got flawed premises in the way we describe what science is. I think right now there's a correction happening now as well in, in the field of science in a huge way um, because we have to, like, not ignore the mind in science and its impacts and this is where the hormones come back in, because what we cap what we see is that 
if you change your mind, you're changing your hormones, you're changing your physical material state. When you say change your mind, do you mean as in I somehow transplanted someone else's mind and no, like you, you, you know, right. I don't do this now. Your perception, right? Okay, you change your perception to something. Yeah. Say you have a stimulus that's going to potentially stress you out. You can either let it stress you out, or you can change your perception on it. Like coming to do a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So you can just change your perception. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I I try to tell myself this is fun, but it's um, seems to be a labour of love. (laughs) Yeah. It is for me. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, th- I already feel like I'm completely out of my depth. Um, but go one step back and just, can you just kind of um, tell me a little bit of your sort of journey of how you, how you got to where you are now? What, how you started to think about these sorts of things and, and get into this kind of field? Were you like five years old and you thought, I know what I want to do? No, no. I didn't know what I want to do at all. I mean, I might have said I want to be a doctor. That's just because you're told to say something like that. <laughs> doctor, um, accountant, pharmacist. Yeah, doctor. <laughs> you, you know, your parents push you, you be yeah. a doctor. But I had no idea. Um, I really didn't think about anything even beyond the moment that I was in. Like, you know, I didn't even have a clue about what happens after my school uh, or even that you get married and you have children. That kind of stuff wasn't even part of my... Uh, um, my that didn't occupy my mind for for maybe he still not even <laughs> it jokes um, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah no um, always kind of curious I don't know at what point um, because I but I was going through a book now this is a particular point I remember and it was a Reader's Digest book and it was. Mm. Uh, I have mentioned it before, but I just like it was a huge book. I was tiny, and you know, I was just going through it. And it's a solar system. I can understand the solar system; it's like big. Um, but it was just when I turned the page and saw like that whole solar system was like nothing in like the space of the universe, mm. and you've got gazillion galaxies and yeah. stuff. I was just like couldn't could not you got to fathom it right could not understand like what is going on. Like I couldn't. Put my, I couldn't understand what the point was, like what are we doing here, why are we even here, and so that was when I was about eight, eight years old, seven years old, something like that, nine years old, something around that point anyway, and uh, that that kind of brought about a, an existential crisis at a very young age. So I used to like have nightmares of dying and all these kind of things, and I used to ask my mum like, you know, what happens after death? Why are we here? And, um, I remember saying to my cousins when they were over the summer, I was like, are we just like robots? Do we need batteries? <laughs> you know, yeah. Didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> um, but, you know, and, and so so that was just kind of on my mind. Um, and we used to go to this thing called, uh, the Sunday school I still go to called Swadio. And um, that's where I know Smith from, actually. <laughs> Do you go to Sunday school? We did. Well, it's, it's like a, it's more like a, um, a Not community... Anymore. Um, no, not anymore. No, I, I, I he should come back. Right? You should go. It's <laughs> should go. Finding the time. Finding the time. But, um, we can we can change <laughs> our training time if public you want. Okay. request. Oh, we'll bring it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> sign me in there. Definitely. <laughs> but but I but I must say, but even then, it was because I'm I'm a big sort of I'm a big fan of philosophy and just I think that whole existential existentialism crisis. Yeah. Yeah, like the, why are we here? What you know? 
we're so insignificant. It's a little bit like you're talking about Krishna that um, you saw that solar system, and I, it reminds me of that YouTube video where it sort of it goes zooms and zooms out, right? And you realise like, wow, we're we just a speck. Mm. And like you said to me, flat Earth when we were on walking on the, on the way in here. I definitely didn't, Jason. I think that's... <laughs> I think everyone knows the man. <laughs> the man is linked to the flat earth. I'm theories. sure you said that. Is it a flat? I don't know. Oh, here we go. Could it be? It depends from what perspective you're looking at it from. Mine. <laughs> well, it is. does look at it from this perspective, doesn't it? It does. But I don't think yeah. it is from maybe outside of um, uh, the atmosphere. But I don't know how what it is outside of this particular, you know, Rudyard or, you know, it could be it could be flat in another dimension. As in like, you know, I mean, it, we, we looked at the universe. I don't know whether outside of that universe it's a different... If, uh, if, if I had the cash, I would buy Jason... A, a flight on Concorde, if Concorde was still around, right? You know, because they take you up to, what is it, 60,000 feet, I think it is, and you start seeing the curvature of the Speaking Earth. Speaking to your microphone. And you start, oh, I'm going to speak to my microphone, because it's definitely the truth. But yeah, you will You've see... You've got the, the cash. You will, <laughs> no, <laughs> but you will see the curvature of the Earth. You go up to 60,000 feet. You don't. You do. You this see. is this is. I think we're gonna we're gonna get off track, but you don't. You don't. Okay, we'll you come don't. back to that anyway. We'll you come just, back to that. All you see is the curvature that's in the windows. You can't see it from 60,000 feet. That's a fact. As, well, that's Do you a know fact what? as Do you know what? the I, NASA model. I, my, my cousin, um, he's, he's, her husband, Ben Fiancé, well, not Fiancé, boyfriend. <laughs> I'm going to tell this on public. Isn't he? But anyway, <laughs> he sent a ring. He sent a ring to the International Space Station with his astronaut mate. And um, he, the astronaut took the picture of the ring and put it outside the, you know, the window and sent that picture to my cousin oh, as a cool. proposal. It's the best wow. proposal ever. It's the best ring ever. It's the coolest a, thing ever. Cool Super yeah. frigging cool, right? Anyway, well, the earth was round, like round, okay? And they haven't got time to, <laughs> to mess that around yet. Um, Et so, voila. Yeah, like I said, this is a conversation <laughs> for another day. I want to I know about it. But I've I had just this got on the way in. You, so you many said times. to me, she's into flat earth. And I was like, cool. No. I was telling her the other way. I was telling her, oh, Jason's well into flat oh, earth. Okay. I was like, let's play you two off against each other. No, no, no. I have I've friends got... that are flat earthers. They're great. But I can understand the, the kind of arguments that may warrant that thinking. But it's like a psyops thing. To me, I just think it's a psyops thing because I, I think I it's like, yeah, yeah, it's a way of like, because there's so many lies. It's like, well, how do you know which one's the actual lie? Mm -hmm. exactly. If the basis yeah. is being completely like pulled off under our feet, we don't even know what, we can't even question like, and we're even questioning what we know to be true because that's been made to be, yeah. mm. uh, to be like it's false. So really, because there's so much deception, right? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the reason why that, kind of popped into my head was just what you had said about the solar system thing mm. because this is one of the kind of um if you listen to the flat earth people one of the things that they will say the the question of why why could or should there even be a deception you know what would be the point is that if you um approach things from the perspective of we are just a speck in an infinite universe, you do kind of have this existential 
crisis of like, are we significant? Do we even need to do anything? Can we just exist, etc.? Whereas if you put yourself in the center of everything, which is kind of what Flat Earth would suggest, that you, you know, Earth is in the middle and there's a dome and there's everything rotates around us, then that is proof of uh, intelligent creation and we are therefore important and we don't have to have a an existential crisis. That's that's the only reason why that that just uh, kind of popped into my head because of what you said about reading the book and the and the, uh, the the solar system picture. But there is intelligence. That's what I'm saying. So the logic part, I don't think that that I don't think it negates intelligence. I don't think it negates God. I don't think it negates, you know, some divin divine um, intelligence, right? At all. I mean, we see that as you see that in the smallest details. I mean, I don't see what Wi-Fi energy I'm plugged into. Like, there's a whole invisible infrastructure. I have no idea how it's working. Nobody knows how it's working, but we're working. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, even our senses are limited. There's a lot of things that are taken care of. We get to enjoy our, our, the space that we get, you know, that we've been given, and explore this particular, you know, experience of reality. And then we move on to the next bit. But um, I guess it's difficult because the identity is on the body rather than on what would be the, the soul. And so we attach yep. it to the physical. Um, and that changes. But the, the thing that you know which is you that doesn't change, that bit is the bit that's you, isn't it? It's bit, that's me. It doesn't change. You, you can still identify yourself every day <laughs> even though your body changes um something stays the same yeah so uh but then so my resolution of course for the, that fear of death came because i had an ear to death and that changed like so, so many you things talk about or you yeah can talk about? yeah i'm happy to talk about what, that what happened so that i was we we're in america yeah because you are in jersey in jersey right mm -hmm. i think for new um, jersey yeah, like um, I think it was um, sort of what, the early mid nineties, ninety five, ninety six. Yeah, yeah, 90, 96, yeah, yeah. I remember them. Yeah. So, so we were off on holiday. We were at beach, went boogie boarding, and like the undertow was out, like quite strong. It was like so it's like come out quite, um, quite high and quite near to the to the shore. And it just like w pulled me out like a piece of nothing. Oh, like, the undercurrent. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. Comes up smash and then pulls you out. The undertow of the, the, the wave just drags wow. you, right? And it's strong. And so it just like picking my body up and then p taking it way up high and smash on the water surface. Then it drags you to the bottom and then... There's nothing you can grab on the bottom because it's all being pulled by the water. So it's quicksand, like if you even if you're touching it and then back up again and drag and bang and like I'm barely getting to breathe because. Mm. Um, it's, it's like being in a washing machine, right? You're just going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically. And then then the boogie board, because it's like the Velcro is on your arm, right? So the pointy bit of the, the boogie board ended up like going in my belly. So it like winded me, you know what I mean? Like in my yeah. punch my stomach like in the whilst I'm in in the oceans are terrible wow the force of nature you don't want to mess with it <laughs> it doesn't matter how strong you are god damn so um yeah so I was just like you know right okay god right enough I'm ready to to die like I'm good <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I surrendered to it but yeah. I was like, and at that time it was like um 
really warm and soft and nice and it calm I was under the water I think it might be because the sun was hitting the water surface so it felt like I was underneath I could feel like warm in the light that's what I was experiencing I mean scientifically I mean that that could experience that could explain like the light vision which right, most people yeah, get yeah. you know um I'll leave it open but the the um the time the time the concept of time changed so all those years 15 16 years just turns around my 16 years just turned into a nostalgic just a moment like it went through my mind I was so I went through all of it so this is like that whole, they say the just before death you sort of see your life flash by you. yeah is that sort of right yeah but I'd never know I didn't know anything about that kind of stuff yeah, like yeah. I never read up on near to death and things like that this happened and so then this flashed by me and then suddenly the whole there was a whole summary about that life. So I was like, it was just a moment. And then I could go, like, okay, ready to go. And that, just at that moment, as I could go, I just thought, I can't die right now because my mom would be devastated. <laughs> mm. um, so, and at that time, somebody else who was out boogie boarding with me, it was a family friend, grabbed my arm and we struggled to get out. Could he tell that you were already in difficulty or were you under Yeah, because he grabbed my arm, right? Because right, yeah. I was I was just I'm just gone. Like I'm not even trying. I'm I'm well, I don't know where I'm just gone, right? I'm I don't know. Until the arm came right, yeah. and took me out and then I got back to myself. But that was like although it was a horrendous experience, it was like the best experience. Just cause that just wiped my fear. Reboot. It's like a lot of things, isn't it? If you actually come through something mm. traumatic, on the other side, you think, "I'm, I'm glad I went through that." But at the time, you, you're not glad. You're not oh, that's horrible. It's, it's quite, it's quite interesting because I, I got run over by my friend on his motorbike. Oh. Friend, and, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, not, no, not, not intentionally. No, no, of course not. Um, <laughs> but I was lying on the road. This was, I was about. I don't know, maybe like 18, 19. Okay. This was before, like my mobile phones is the middle of the night, middle of nowhere. And, um, oh, I remember you told me about it. Yeah, on the, on the roundabout. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, I, I, I did. I thought, I don't know, maybe I'm dying. I'm not. I couldn't move. Like, I couldn't breathe. I was just. And I remember thinking the same thing. Like, shit, my mum is gonna just lose it. That was my thought. Mm. It wasn't like, oh, me or this or that. It's like, oh my god, my mum is just gonna be. It's funny how we think about broke. others. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So okay, so you so you survived the the New Jersey Sea. Mm-hmm. And you lost your fear of death. Yeah. And then? And then I was just, I took, it took a while to integrate it. I mean, of course, that fear part was gone, but I didn't, I didn't have a, the faith increased, faith increased. But the, uh, you know, I still, I didn't have a solid philosophy or anything on it. Just that, that faith increased and the fear went and something made sense. I didn't know how. But I knew that there's something beyond um, all of this, and that. And and so you did you say you were about sixteen around that time? Yeah. And and so did that then lead you into the field that you're in now somehow, or no? You just no. I'm still of... floating around. Um, still curious. So I'd still be go. You know, I'd still explore with all of the kind of questionings and thought processes as a scientist would. But I, 
not like the system's rules didn't make sense to me. Does that make sense? It just, I was like, why, why would, why does, why doesn't make sense to me? Why do people do that? Is it like everything well, is being res- questioned? Respect for man-made rules or as in who are we as humans to dictate these are rules? You mean like that or how do you mean? Just if something didn't seem logical, just didn't seem logical. Right. It it didn't really if if your parent oh, doesn't look good or that doesn't seem right or did it, it's but but why? But isn't that just a case a, a case of like every standard teenager that probably. you don't want to conform? Yeah, yeah. It's probably. and if they say it's red, you say no, it's yellow. And yeah, you're looking to find your own kind of little identity, place in the identity. Yeah, sort of so I, ha- I definitely had that kind of um, you know uh, I was a difficult teenager. I think there's only difficult teenagers. No, some of them are really good. You know. Yeah. Yeah. They turn into different no, adults. Not, I know quite a few. I'm like, wow. Better, better to do when you're a teenager than when you're an adult. Uh, yeah. So so how how did you then get into the, the kind of field that you're in? And the, did you the, go to university? Yeah. The, Which university did, did you go then to? Then I went, I went to Manchester University, but I dropped out of there because that's where I found out about brainwaves. Right. And that's when, when it started. Yeah, because I don't recall you going to university. Yeah. Yeah. So I, what I, what did you go to study there? Um chemistry but and um chemistry management. Okay. And then what happened with the brainwaves? Um so Manchester University, um I, and uh just was the whole time was really bizarre. And it just got bizarre way, way more weird. Um anyway, it's in the second year and we were um partying. And uh, we ended up in the after party somewhere, some random person's space. And um, there was this kind of uh, really weird experience. And it felt like there was like a non-verbal communication going on. I couldn't understand how that's possible. What, amongst the other people? or Yeah, amongst right. the people there. I just like wait a minute, how's this even happening? There's there's no words, like no one's talking. So I was like, how's that possible? So I turned around and there's this television and there was like static going through the television. And then in the television, the static was correlated like to the what, you know, we were thinking. Just like, you know. So were you, you could feel this hive mind thing as well or you were just observing everyone else was... We were all in this conversation, okay. non-verbal. And I was trying to figure out how it's happening. So I'd look around and I'm sitting next to a television that's got static going through it. But the static, the activity, the waves of the static going through it is correlated to the to what's been thought. Like we're so talking what, what into this you, audio right now, right? What were you thinking? The microphone. Can you remember what you were thinking? I can't remember the conversation. It was so like, how, did, how, how did you... How did you understand that static to be sort of in sync with what you were thinking? Was it it was moving, or you just felt it was you were tuned? No, it? because you know when you're looking when you're talking into a microphone, yeah, you see the okay. the waves yeah, on yeah. the screen, yeah, you, you can see that what you're saying yes. moves with the waves on the the signal. Okay, so so visibly, if I'd had a video recorder or whatever, I would have seen it doing stuff. Yeah, wow. And the static was doing, the, the waves in the static was doing just that. Did, did you take a lot of drugs? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
I was going to say, are you sure the hive mind wasn't just saying... <laughs> Did it really happen? We've, we've got munchies. Yeah. Should it be a pepperoni <laughs> or a margarita? Because yeah. I've had... I've had not, Vegan, not, thanks. Not that, but... <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> not then, maybe, though, yeah. But mean, no, I mean, we, 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 <laughs> it was It was a conversation. It was about, like, some weird, weird stuff happening. I think it was something to do with some crazy cartoon or something that we watched for some reason... I don't know, it was bizarre. It felt like it was programming us anyway. But that's I'm not I don't know, it's all kind of wait really hazy. I just know this very clearly because I just couldn't I I could that's it, it broke that was it. I was just like, that happened. I know that's happened. I asked him to turn it uh, I, I I he turned it off as soon as I clocked. Asked him to turn it back on again and he didn't turn it on. On T V. Yeah. Yeah. And and when I insisted, he just like no, like in a really scary voice. Well, who, who <laughs> so he did, just like who left. Who did you ask? The, the random person that we went to, who's, whose place it was. Yeah. And so, did you? How many people were there? There's three of us, friends. The three friends about. Them. So did you? Did you speak to them about it? Yeah. And say, hey, did you just? Yeah, but it's not a conversation that everyone's like. It's, conducive to yeah it's not something that i mean i'm saying this like quite casually but i don't think you know it's something that you know it is is it is normal even now let alone then and at that time um i i could it was like a gradient i was able to see it another one was partially aware partially not and another one's completely um not aware of it almost uh programmed by the you know whatever was played like the cartoon or whatever that's my theory that's my theory um but anyway so that's been the that's been the 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 in the event that has led me to follow that thread like systematically to where we're at and of course along because you know we, we, I didn't know anything about brainwaves. I don't know nothing about EEG. <laughs> I have a clue. Um, and so when I went and Googled at that time, we, there was no Google, so you'd search Yahoo. So that's what they had at university in the library or whatever computer space. And you start searching or Yahooing for, uh, you know. Ask Jeeves. Yeah, Jeeves. Oh, I remember that. Um, for... for for brainwaves and EEGs and you're getting all conspiracy theories, right? You're getting, you're getting things like generals and military, you know, personnel trying to warn people that this is what's happening with these programs and um, MK, MK Ultra and HARP. And that's where I found out about those particular programs at the time. Otherwise, I have no need to come across them. So this was kind of the red pill, right? The, down the beginning of down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Interesting. So, have you have you have you come to some kind of conclusion about what what happened, or no, still no? Yeah, yeah. Because then they they've got I, that they got, they had they were doing a study there, and that's published in a paper at you missed at, at, at the University Uni, Manchester. Well, it was it was in the area, right? Okay, so the in that area because we we were living in Moss Side at that time. Wow. Yeah. 
So a lot of drugs. <laughs> well, <laughs> well no, no. <laughs> not really. But no. it, it, we we it, we didn't know we were going to be in Mossad. We happened to find ourselves in Mossad. It's nothing to do with me. I went along with a friend, and they mm. told us something else, and we were in Mossad. Yeah. Um, but the the um, the experiment, which is was commissioned to test uh, these kind of non-lethal weapons for crowd control was carried out by the Amiga Research Foundation that were based in Mossad. The office was based in Mossad. And um, the uh, commissioned by the European Union. And it was... Was, was this the same as what you sent me in, yes. the, in the group? Yes. I, I very quickly looked yeah. at the yeah. psycho... Whatever you told me to search. Yeah. Psychotropic or whatever it was. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. But I, found, I came across that document 20, 2010 or something like that. So 10 years later. To me, that's a relief. But mm. anyway, a relief, but also I was kind of... Relief as in, because that's, that was the reason. Yeah. There was, there was, there was something, something going odd. on. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, yeah. The, and that, how, like, even if that didn't happen, I still, I followed the thread tightly enough to find out that there, are, there is, e, first of all, there are brainwaves and there's signals. We emit them and it's called e, an EEG device can pick it up. Um, and it's been used for, you know, looking at, you know, being able to diagnose epilepsy, uh, looking at sleep issues or any kind of neurological problems. Um, and so that was established and known about then. Um, it's just that its implications and how much information there was in the general public domain wasn't known. Um, and, if you know following it through looking at the physics of it because i had to i had to explain like how is that possible like how could it affect the static in the television for it to move accordingly how is that possible so you have to look at all the physics and the you know the dyna how how are the effects how are the effects of um thought onto static like how would that work particle wave you get into the quantum and the physics and the math and blah, blah, blah. and then all the various kind of uh, theory of mind i had to basically because i basically stopped believing even like things I heard uh what I saw everything was in question so I did philosophy and I had to try and reconstruct like everything like how do I know what I know how is it how do I how can I be sure that what I'm hearing is what I'm hearing or what I'm seeing is what I'm seeing um and that's all comes in philosophy under epistemology um and then there's logic, and you, so this is this is why the problem with logic today is that we use it colloquially. We don't actually understand that logic is a proper discipline. It underpins math. Right. So if we follow it properly, we you can get places with it. Um, and we, you know, we we can use math to send a rocket into space, but underpinning the math is logic. But so where's the logic coming from? Who put those rules in? Why does it work? You know, we don't have, we have no idea where that comes from, but we apply it. Right. So yeah, that, that was philosophy. So I did a couple of modules on philosophy of mind and philosophy of psychology um, uh, to try and, of course, other philosophers have laid their theories down of the universe, and which is an amazing thing to do. I think every child should be exposed to philosophy at a younger age. Um, but yeah that allowed me to explore the potential um, 
mind and brain models. How can we, you know, explain the mind from the brain or, or how can we not? Or is it like consciousness and then the brain? Like what is a model that explains this experience? So explored a few, um, explored that theoretically. When I thought I had like the best model that could encapsulate mostly everything, um, I pursued the, um, a master's in neuroscience to um, carry out that investigation in a scientific but manner. For the people that don't know and the smiths of this world, <laughs> what is exactly and neuroscience? Me. Oh, and Jason. <laughs> what is... Neuroscience. Neuros- mm. Yeah, like... The- Explain it, chat GPT, explain it as a, uh, explain it to a Smith. Smith, Smith, you're very clever, which hammer. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, neuroscience. So um, brain science, how your brain works. Right. But that, that it's, it's a vast, uh, it's a broad field because, you know, you can talk about the biology of it, the anatomy of it, the various diseases of it. Um, you can talk about the, the kind of physics because, you know, you've got, these kind of neurons in the brain and they talk to each other through kind of um, synapses. So kind of firing of cells that almost mimic kind of electricity going right. through your body. So you've got to have, you understand the, the physics, the chemical physics underneath that as well, because it's all various chemicals that, uh, of gradients that allow these yep. charges to activate and fire across one, one to the other. Um, and then they're linked to, you know, controlling con- controlling of course hormones uh or linked to um and then we have parts of the brains that are linked to controlling the body regulating the body maintaining the body and the organs feedback mechanism mechanisms yeah. um so different parts of it and then you have the um and then we have different kind of the technology side which is like trying to model the brain so um you have the imaging side that's trying to take images of the brain while it's working. So you have like in neuroimaging, that's like scans, like MRIs or CT scans or EEG. Um, and then you have like, you know, statistics, so how to anal- analyze that data, um, which, is, which is every scientific discipline will have statistics in it. But it's such a wide field um, because it's like the CPU of your body, mm. you know. So it, it, can, it can control different parts and there's different feedback mechanisms. But I mean, the computer is, is inspired by, about, by the body, you know. Everything we've got is inspired by nature anyway. Yeah. And, and so after that neuroscience degree... Masters, yeah. Uh, masters. Did, did you continue to study or you, you went out into the world to invent something? <laughs> so I wanted to do it as a PhD, but I got kind of radio silence on it because the outcomes of my dissertation was that we could measure hormone levels from the EEG, but just didn't get the support to do it as a PhD. And Mm. for me, because I've had that history, right, and then this finding that ties into that thread, I'm not going to drop it there. Mm. Yeah. You know, because I'm like, no, this this is like, this is a big deal. Um, and I know that that was possible, that there's content in the brain more than probably the hormones, but, um, this, this is still important for us to know on a scientific level, this connection about, Hey, we've got the thing about cortisol, as I said, it was cortisol of all the hormones because it's stress 
And so you're able to empower yourself if you're able to, you know, if you know that, you know, it's how I perceive or how I react is going to affect my physiology. But but does cortisol, right? That's Mm. what it... So One of the hormones, yeah. Right, but does that... Stress. Is it a good thing? Like, is it like adrenaline which helps you power through something? Or is it something that you should try and just temper and try and completely sort of no push away. no no it, it ha- it's it's really important because it's part right. of our regulatory system we absolutely need it when we get up in the morning otherwise right. you're just not going to get out of bed so it'll spike um you need it to you know give you the right amount of alertness and and, and energy and for your to run your day it's the normal part it's your regulatory system it will then decrease at night it needs to go down so you can sleep right you need it to go down to sleep you can't be sleeping all day long, right? <laughs> so you do need it. <laughs> Look, looks to his left. <laughs> so, um, but it's the thing is, like, people are, are living like they're in uh, fear and flight mm. for the smallest things. Um, mm. And they're not under threat. Their life's not under threat. But they still arouse levels of cortisol as if they're under, unless, unless their life is under threat. Yeah, threat. Yeah. There's no need for it to be. Yeah, at high levels. I think that's why, I mean, certainly for, for kind of Western, middle-class Western lifestyles, people like to do sports or slightly dangerous things to mimic a more kind of natural way of living where, you know, is that a tiger in our cave? It is. Okay, we need to deal with it. Okay, but now we've killed something and we need to cook it and whatever. And because we don't, we don't really have a lot of kind of natural problems anymore you know we've we've you can't really say we've conquered nature but you know we've got electricity and water killing and nature you mean well we are yeah but uh, I, th- I think that's why a lot of people benefit from and are drawn towards uh, you know extreme sports experiences roller coasters driving fast cars whatever just to, to try to kind of give that um texture to life to, yeah no you're absolutely right and um, on the on the on the um extreme of that which is probably what you're saying is a healthy way to keep that balance, if you ask me. I don't think there's anything wrong in that. It's, it's like you put your body into certain stresses, you're giving it feedback to be able to strengthen itself. That's fine. Uh, but the, the, in, in, the, in, a, in a negative way, is just worry and stress mm. because someone said something. Yeah. Or things that, you, you know, just for the smallest mm. things. And literally people are living like that. Yeah. Uh, for the smallest things. And that comes from, you know, lack of self-esteem or just un- being unhappy in life or just... Yeah, and, and also... And that has effect on the health and your immune system because it suppresses your immune system and you get tendencies to get ill very quickly and diseases creep in. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that for certainly for both of, of us, that's why we do jujitsu because you, you're... It's physically stressful. Mm. It's It's... You can't say it's mentally stressful because it's it's actually really great, but you you have to be really present and alert and ready to move. And there are there is danger, albeit within the parameters of the agreed rule set. You know, nothing terrible really is going to happen. But you can break your arm, you can break someone else's arm. You know, there's there is that kind of threat there. And I think you know not just that it it probably gives the body, then that natural cycle of, of, of all the hormones changing around and the blood pressure and everything kind of moving as it as it's designed to do. But also I, I think, I mean, probably you would say the same thing. Like after you've just someone's just been trying to kill you for an hour, 
when you're driving home and someone sort of pulls out in front mm, of you, yeah. you're just kind of like, um, that's fine. That guy, he was trying to get the arm bar for six minutes, didn't get it. Um, I'm just kind of groovy. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, th I think those sorts of things are really important to try to, to give us a better balance because, mm. yeah, like you say, otherwise, you know, you get people that they snap over something which seems so small, but it's because there's this massive build-up behind it of not being in a kind of a natural natural way of living. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we, we need, to, we need to, um, to be wary of that as a society because I think that's where a lot, of, a lot of our problems at the moment come from is that there isn't any kind of direct stressors for a lot of people, so they, they get stressed about things that are not you don't need to get stressed about yeah. but i don't think so, it's i don't think it's about the i don't think it's because they don't have an outlet in terms of sports and stuff although it could be a solution for as an outlet but a lot of the times it's more of um i think it's driven by a lack a lack of something and it's a inner in sports well uh -huh. yeah. and in a kind of um uh an uh a psychological spiritual void and um meaning and you know also if if everyone's being validated on kind of external measures uh, there's no real inc there's no connection with like an inner sense of self and so the the value which would be hey look i've got the ability to do whatever i want to do and i can create what i want to create and i can you know have a thought and i can carry it out to a certain extent that is where the value is right but people not seeing that value of within each other because you don't need money you don't need you know um you don't really need anything as long as you've got the will to do something and you've got the freedom to do it so that's a value in itself do you know do you, so so but then thing is other people are looking at each other or they look at themselves as less than another or there's this yeah, kind of inner inferior well there you go well, you know the, the, this there is the, the the kind of the curse of social media is that we're bombarded by images and video and audio and whatever of the perfect other people and other lives and look what they're doing and etc. and I'm not doing it. And also I think compounding that, which was I think something that you kind of alluded to a little bit earlier about science has gone a little bit awry lately, is that through the last three years, through the pandemic, we've literally been told don't, think about anything don't make any decisions don't just do what we tell you we're the experts you know even though walking into that wall doesn't sound like a good idea he's a scientist if he tells you walk into the wall you better go and walk into that wall so yeah we got a double we're getting hit from both sides yeah yeah mm -hmm. i thought i think the words the words of the wise ones are just just not loud enough or people don't have access to a trusted source. Um, even in, I mean, in every aspect of society right now, we're seeing um, regulation, uh, you know, and people not able to do things which they think are, are right. I mean, there has to be some level of trust in people who have spent their time and life in one particular discipline. And if we start removing them uh, from their power of position when they've spent, they've clearly spent their life i think you know some of the people that are speaking about um the effects of uh, how to handle the pandemic for example were like leading experts and some of them got removed out of position 
um it doesn't make sense to me like what's the point of them doing what they're doing like you don't know what you know who if you if you spent spent time to doing jujitsu all this time and I come in and tell you how to do you could be like what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> you you're the guys that have been doing jujitsu for this many years. And and that I is tell what you happened, what, right? Is that exactly, is exactly very, yeah. very very much what happened. So well, uh, probably a very very sort of I don't know if it's a narrow question, but you you said you think maybe we're swinging back again towards real science and you know underpinned by real logic and real maths and real outcomes and things just just maybe we're getting back to a a better place do you think that's got anything to do with Elon Musk taking control of Twitter <laughs> because it's i mean i don't know what your thoughts on it are i don't know, do you use twitter a lot or you don't I've started using it a bit more, more than more than I used to. I mean, it was very, very much over the last, I don't know, two, three years. It it was very much like you you only could hear one side of an argument, pretty much. Everyone was getting booted off there. Everyone who I was interested in listening to, gone, 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 banned, banned, shadow banned. And um, since Elon took over, it seems like it's got a bit of a better balance again it's a it's a bit of a fairer discourse you can find both sides of most arguments or most of the stuff that i'm interested in i can now find for and against whereas before you know there was no one agreed with me because they were all had been removed do do you think that's got something to do with us getting back to a better balance because twitter is a pretty important platform for discourse right um i guess so i don't i wouldn't knock his contribution um i wouldn't hype his contribution i i think it certainly helped um that, that he has taken that over because I, I think it was becoming a little bit too sort of you know one side only one side of the story a lot of the times there were you know like you're saying people were getting thrown off platforms certain voices were being um um, what, what's the word? But um, you know, shadow banning, yeah, so yeah, yeah. the shadow banning going on and stuff like. that. And, it still goes on. Oh yeah, of course it still goes on. You know, I lost my Facebook account in the middle of COVID. Yeah. Um, you know, all, there's all sorts happening, and and you've got no way to kind of go back and question it or say, you know, why can't I get this back? It's just your account is banned. F you. End of story. Mm. Um, so it, it's good. He's kind of made it a little bit more open that look, we get to hear stuff we like and the stuff we don't like as well. My only issue is that. If it had been, for example, Rupert Murdoch, you know, we always cry, oh, Rupert Murdoch, he owns, you know, 90% of the media around the world, blah, blah, blah. We're only getting one kind of narrative. Well, you know, very soon. I mean, today, Elon is a cool guy, you know, whatever, whatever. He's got nice cars and he's going to the moon, uh, to you know, into space and all that stuff. What about when he starts saying, like that guy, um, like the diver, you know, the, 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 remember those, 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 um, those kids, those Thai, Thai children that got trapped oh, in the a cave? Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like that. And... Um, and, I, and for some reason, Elon kept calling him the pedo guy, you know, the diver that helped them yeah. out. He got in some sort of internet beef with him, and and you know, if you're if if you're the world's richest man, I mean, you know, good luck if you know someone wants to go against him because you know you just keep you know, all kinds of lawsuits and stuff like that. So effectively, he can suppress whatever voice he wants, and and it does become a little bit like that that you end up with another Rupert Murdoch esque situation. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I and already we are starting to hear a bit more kind of murmurings or rumblings like oh you know elon oh yeah, here he goes again and x, x y and z and we don't like this we don't like that about him he's, he's look he's definitely done something good buying twitter and just basically opening it up again and saying right almost like a reboot saying right let's go 
And yes, then we will start banning people again and doing whatever we need to do to keep things just regulated to a certain extent. But at least we've kind of done a reboot, you know, get Donald Trump back on or whoever it is that he's previously banned. And you hear both sides of the story for for as long as we can. I don't know how long that will last. Mm. Um, it remains to be seen. But um, yeah, that's that's my take on it. Um, I, I, I think it's it's overall, it's definitely a good thing. So are you a fan of Elon or not really? Uh, or you're ambiguous? No, it's really complicated, actually. Oh. Yeah. All right. Should <laughs> yeah. we put Elon to one side? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. But moving so, on. But, but you know what? I've got to say, I've got to say this, though. I'm, I'm just... You know what they say? There's levels to this shit. Yes, yeah. that's right? it. Like, I'm, I know, I'm in awe, Krishna. I'm, I'm literally, I'm listening to you. That's why I was just... I kind of just sort of just zoned out. I was like, because I'm quite... Um, it's quite interesting to see how people speak, especially you know, since we've been, the, been doing the podcast. I've personally found how difficult it is. I hate it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I, I noticed, you know, that I was reading some stuff on how to speak be- better and things like that. Um, and you know, like taking out words like um, are ah, all those kind of filler noises that we make. That's half my podcast. <laughs> and, and I was just watching you talk, and it's so deliberate, so measured. Man, I'm in awe. Oh, like, wow. where did you learn this? don't know, but thank you, Spit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> genuinely the first sure. nice thing he's ever thank said Thank you very you. much. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it. that's what your sister's there for, right? <laughs> yeah. Abuse. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. But, but, it is, but like, did you get any kind of oratory training or did you ever do any of that? Or no, you just... no, not at all. I think it's just, um, actually, it's, no, it's been reading and, and then philosophy and then you study and you read and read and read. And, and I guess part of, a lot of it must be also you've got the confidence in what you're saying. You know what you're talking about. Right. Whereas 90% of the time, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to waffle and hence then you get the um, ah, uh, uh, and you're trying to think ahead. After I say this, then I'm, he might say this, so I'm going to say this. So maybe that's what it is, just it, having that confidence. It's quite interesting it's, because it's... It it's re- my field, isn't it? So yeah, but also it, it reminds me... Did you did you listen to Elon when he was on the Rogan podcast? The first one. Well, time. when he smoked weed and that yeah. one, the very yeah. first one. Because yeah. it, was, it was quite interesting because most people who go on the, that Rogan podcast are kind of, oh my God, I'm on the Joe Rogan podcast, you know, and they're really kind of... They iron their T-shirt and they're kind of ready to talk. Yeah. And, you know, Elon was, it was really interesting. I didn't iron my leg. <laughs> no, but you, well, yeah, because this is not Joe Rogan, right? It's not, <laughs> yeah, well, Jason. I, I don't, I don't mean a, a podcast. Here, right, right, no, 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 I mean, I mean on that particular podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was quite interesting because, and, and your, your delivery, your deliberate delivery reminds me of that, is that he's very considered. So Rogan would ask him a question and he'd throw a little joke and he'd, this and that and the other and then he would just be like yes exactly that's exactly that's exactly what i'm thinking of but you know what, you know what, what you know what i think it is um it, i think when you're very smart which you obviously are you you're almost trying to just distill it down to how can I explain it to these two dummies so yeah. they're going to get what I'm talking about? <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I mean yeah, that yeah. in a nice way, you know. It's, it, that, that, it, it, I think that's where I the told pause you. Explain, the... explain my life like it's to an eight-year-old. Yeah. You know? it's like, it is like... Not an eight-year-old that read the solar system book. <laughs> a normal eight-year-old. <laughs> yeah, so, all right. So, look, you are, you are now... Um, 
you founded Simonics with mm-hmm. a P. Mm-hmm. And um, this is this is to, to kind of develop hardware and software to monitor hormones in real time, non-invasively, using EEG. For for what reason? So it's it's not to develop the hardware. It's to so the Simonics is doing the research. Um, it's an R and D company. We do the research to measure to find the algorithm for hormones from the EEG data. Right. Um, and then SciSense is the commercial arm in which we then um, roll out the algorithms and we can be, you know, basically as a commercial product to measure hormone levels. So it's like a soft SaaS, it's a software as a service. Right. Um, you just uh, go to SciSense.co.uk, you register, upload, a, you know, put your name in and your email because you can get reports sent to you, upload your two-minute EEG data, select your hormone and you get... Um, you get the values back for it. And so what 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 would that tell me? It will tell what you what would I be looking for? At the moment we've got cortisol, testosterone and estrogen. So there's three different And um, so the EEG that I measure is over time. Is yeah, it so it's like just a, two minutes. You okay. can just measure it for two minutes. So it's, it's, a, it's a one time snapshot, is that what you mean? No, I'm just or wondering. Do you wear it all the time I, or? I, I do it. Well, you can do it. it At at the moment, we do it. So you just measure it for two minutes. If you want to, if you you don't have time to upload it, and you can do it later, you you will know. Okay, that's the time for that time. My levels were this, so you can measure it retrospectively. And if you're not happy, you can measure it again, like at the same time. Right. So you're making sure you're not missing data, you're not losing it, because sometimes in blood samples that can happen. I'm not. Mm. We're not trying to remove gold. The gold sample, the gold standard blood is absolutely the gold standard. But in terms of sometimes there's issues with that, where you take samples and you have to store it and make sure it gets to the lab properly, and you you have to wait a certain amount of time before you can get the results back. And then if you don't have the results there and then, you can't use utilize that for decision making at that point so here if you you know especially for b2b's like you know sports performance coaches or sports scientists because you know you're talking about like athletic teams that's just what i was thinking elite performance that you know that one percent matters yeah Uh, if they have that information to know right okay this is my testosterone level this is my estrogen level this is my cortisol level this is what it is right now that's huge what what can i do with that it's um, a huge advantage. Yeah, it's huge. Um, and even for management, you know, do, does a coach want to put someone else in play? Maybe you're better off playing here today. Maybe you're better off playing here today, whatever. Or maybe an intervention, go and drink this or go and do this or do an exercise, relax, do a calming relaxation thing before you can come play. So do you, you, know, all do you things, think... Especially um, for female sports as well. Do you think in terms of the hardware... Why for female sports? Because we got... Because females... Females have got a monthly cycle, so performance are massively. Right. You're, no, married, you're can... married to a woman. Do you need to <laughs> yeah. really ask that <laughs> no, question? No, no, because but... you were talking about it measures testosterone, estrogen, and cortisol. But I was like, why particularly for women? But, but even yeah, testosterone's oh, yeah, no, I mean, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, testosterone's important for women too, yeah, yeah. as is uh, uh, for sports performance, as is estrogen yep. and cortisol, of course, for any performance. Because you want to get the right balance of cortisol. Mm. You don't want it to be under, and you don't want it to be over. Either one will be a impa- yeah. impact your performance so at, at the moment this would be something along the lines of maybe you you put it on before you train after you train before a game half time that kind of thing yeah but, yeah. but do, do you envisage going forwards that it's something that's small enough to be wearable 
all the, all time. the time. Yeah, and and they've literally got real time data while you're running up and down the pitch and saying, you know what, this guy's got about another two because, minutes, and we're going to swap him out. Because, yeah. because Formula One drivers, exactly, all yeah. of that kind yeah. of yeah. stuff. Wow. Yeah. Because certainly we've seen, you know, footballers now wearing, you know, during training they wear a, a chest strap and you know stuff like that, and it's measuring various various data. Um, but having it on a real time basis, as you're saying, it's that will probably be the, the real kind of game changer. Yeah. But that's, obviously that's on the sports side. I think on the diagnostic medical field or whatever, yeah. it doesn't matter. A one-time snapshot's good enough. Mm. But um, I think for sports, definitely, if you could somehow... The continuous monitoring. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So literally from an EEG, I put it on my head, I record for two minutes, I upload. How does that figure out my testosterone level? Because there's... Um it's just the way the algorithm works. It's in the IP. Okay, no, I don't. I don't mean like you know the specifically the IP, but y- you know you're you're, you're just got... looking at a wave, right? Yeah, yeah. How 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 have you managed to extrapolate from that? This relates to testosterone. This relates to estrogen. This because blood to is the blood is the gold standard. So we measure it with the amount, like what levels there are in the blood, for example. So, the so first when you're building study, it, you need the blood sample yes. and the EEG just okay. to calibrate. Oh, That's right. Okay. It, well, yeah, we're not even calibrating. It's like direct looking at the correlation. We're not doing any calibrating. Okay. Um, so it's it's universal. So the algorithm will be universal for all, most humans unless we find out different. We need to do more studies on that. Of course, it's just the tip of the iceberg, but it also should work for animals as well, you know? But um, the, the, uh, the first study, the founding study, we did it in saliva. So I was using salivary cortisols. And so I was like, oh, maybe that's the first one. Um, it's not enough just on a, like 28 people, the sample of people um, might be a fluke, um, but it's still quite a good, statistic, powerful statistic. So um, I did a, I, I ran another study, um, this time in blood, um, with bloods and, and with many multiple hormones and with a larger sample. And that showed to support the findings in the original study. Wow. It's, it, it, you you start to think you know even as a as a layperson you know the 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 use cases for that are pretty profound yeah yeah that's amazing and and um so apart from from that work that you're doing do are you do you also have a like an interest of following in kind of generalized ai or no, this no. is this is your thing. No, uh, this is. Uh, I just want to concentrate on understanding the neurofunctional functional architecture. So, although there's lots of companies that want to start up and provide these headsets that can be worn all the time, providing like measures of like, you know, is it are they in good performance or are they in relaxed state? And it's again a subjective measure they're putting on some quantified quantification of the activity they're going to market like that they're going to sports athletes and they're marketing it that way it's still a there's still a human element in that um and the color you know still calibrating it so whether they're finding it to be you know unique for each person it's different like if you wear you you wear your watch it'll it'll be like just for you if you put that watch on to jason he it won't work the same because it's made to measure Mm. On, on your own bio it's a feedback on your di- bio data right so we don't work that way it's, it's not it doesn't even use ai it uses 
understanding. It uses logic, doesn't use AI. Will it? Does it need it to use AI? No. I don't. I didn't use AI. Will, will, will that help to... to um, we can use it to optimise it. Yeah, to speed up the being able to, to roll it out to different markets and bigger... It doesn't need AI. It can use it can be used to optimise um, um, accuracy, but uh, we don't need it to develop the um, the understand. I mean, the IP covers the variables, even if it goes into AI. So, but yeah, that's the, they, there. You go. You've got a model that's based on needing to collect data and getting feedback on it, and then you've just got this is actually how it works. You know, there's like a bit of a unknown area in, in, in AI because you're collecting so much data and you're doing you're running through all the logic and you're then put you have a goal and you have to basically use the logic and map it to a particular goal without really knowing why it does what it does eventually. You're just creating some kind of mapping system. Um, but um, that takes a lot of energy, you know, it takes a lot of resources. When uh, when did you set the company up? How long have you been? Sciasense. I mean, Simonics was set up in 2013. Okay, so yeah. 10 years. Yeah. But the patent, uh, its priority date is 2011. So it's uh, old school. Cool, that sounds amazing. Um, so, well, one of, the, one of the other things that you, that you mentioned earlier was that... Um, the, the, with the going back to the solar system thing and the waves and under the water and everything, that you did you already have a faith in a creator? Can I? Well, yeah. And that did that enforce it, change it? Because one of the things you sent me, you know, in the in the little uh, blurb, I said, "Can you send me something just so I can do a little introduction?" Was about the. Um, you know why why we do what we do and how how we work, and is there something kind of outside of this human experience? And I was curious to to kind of know your thoughts on on that. I guess maybe I could I could frame that a, a little bit um, tighter. Could could this be a simulation? Could we be an AI? created by another entity could we be just running in a program and um so i did have faith before the near to death happened and it when i had that moment i said okay i remember in my telling myself right god i'm ready to go i'm ready to die like that was my I remember that. <laughs> so that's already innately kind of how I was. Um, and simulation. So we, we've been able to do, you know, what we do, we, we do these things where we, um, we, we, we're able to mimic part of it and then we think it's all like that and it's not. It's like, you know, with artificial intelligence, we're able to... It, implement a teeny bit of what there is and then have the arrogance to say well, everything's like that it's just the human kind of to extrapolate it's just the human just arrogance really, really. of it right yep. um and the same thing with the 
this simulation theory like we can try and like a uh, virtual reality it's amazing because you i don't know if you've tried it um have you sat in a, a little bit have you spent yeah. yeah what virtual reality yeah 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 have you have you have you gone in it and felt like it's super real the ones i've tried have been <laughs> okay okay whatever all right Okay, it's all well, blocky and you know the graphics and stuff like that. Oh, okay. You know what? Okay, those ones I can understand. You might you, you can feel it, but you don't get, actually get to feel it. Yeah, I've There's done two times, right? Yeah. One time I was in Disneyland, um, and there was this Michael Jackson 3D virtual reality. I don't I don't know who if anyone's seen it. I don't know what it's called because I don't I haven't seen it since. Okay, comments and, below, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's uh, Michael Jackson and then there's this this lady and she's half spider and she's half woman and she's sitting on this net like a web um and that's part of the movie and you can't miss you if you've mm. seen that you know what I'm talking about anyway so she comes out and she's gra- coming out with her hands like this and we're in the cinema as little as wearing my 3D glasses and, and she's coming right like this and I me take my glasses off. <laughs> <laughs> and my auntie's next to me so it's just a, it's just a, you're on your glasses it's not real it's just in the v-. I was like okay so um, that was the first time so was was that a 3D movie it or was that, a 3D it wasn't a VR headset no it was right, one of right. those lenses right yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know, it was coming at yes, me like yeah, that, yeah. yeah. And then the next, this, and then where was I last? Um, I was in, where was I? I was in this conference. I think it was in, uh, I think it was Denmark or Copenhagen. Um, and uh, there was this, uh, it's an EGAR company, iMotive or some other, they had a stall. And I put on the, on the headset, the VR headset, and they said, why don't you just sit down? and um uh and sit safely and properly i'm like okay put the headset on and i'm on a roller coaster mm. and i'm like l- literally moving around feeling like i can fall off and my it goes up and it comes down and my stomach gets left at the top as if i actually really? went to the top and fell down is that realistic it smith it is so realistic I've, I've, yeah, and they were I've, like i look i'm not one to get i'm not one yeah. to get fooled but, are you but a, are i was you observing standing? no i was sitting on, on a chair because right, they wouldn't want they didn't want you to stand because you might fall over yeah. or whatever but so then the chair moves the about. chair was no, just static stand static because i've been to one of these at cadbury world in birmingham <laughs> what did you so you can eat this <laughs> chocolate bar. Ooh. Yeah, and then they have this little roller coaster thing. It's like not roller coaster, but it's like this virtual reality where you've got these seats, but then what the seats do, they then obviously tilt around and move and go forward. So then you do feel like you're hanging on the you know on the top of the roller coaster looking downwards. So it's tilting and stuff. So and if you sort of tell your mind like, oh it's real, yeah, it is okay. It's quite, you know, it's relatively real um to a certain extent. But just standing there with a kind of set of VR goggles on, I, I don't know if that would really be that real. But the, the thing it's is, real. it's it, pretty it, damn right. impressive, yeah. If it, the thing, the, the the couple of times that I've tried, and I've I don't think I've tried the proper Oculus, but I've tried the one that just had the phone clipped into it. Oh yeah. And yeah. still, because of the the way the, the the head tracking is so good, yeah, yeah, you yeah. feel like you're you're you know, well, I can see down there and whatever. Okay, you know it's not there. You can take a step. You know you're not going to fall, but you still get the sense of an edge or mm. height or whatever but uh, you know i'm not i'm not i'm not saying specifically um yeah, should we have have we got the technology to do it do and therefore no, we is can it say a simulation? no i was just coming right back to yeah, it. yeah. Is it, is no. it, I, so i'm just trying to explain like the kind of the 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 
the likeness um, and and the other thing is it changed my physiology so when I was on the roller coaster uh, just another example I was in India with my family friends we went and did uh, uh, this another VR expert like uh, game whatever you call it a ride a ride and we kind of step into this box and you put the VR on and and there was just a plank of wood and the cuddly cat the cuddly toy of a cat at the end of it and you have to just walk the plank and get the cat and you're in a in a padded room okay like it's like this much off the ground you're not going to think anything at all to be able to just go get the cat like you wouldn't think about it but now you put the 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 thing was you put the headset on and you're now taken up 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 up, like this tallest building now you're looking down and it's like like a plank across you're you're yeah you're like down because you're high up a building and now you have to go and get that cat and walk the plank right everyone fell off when they had the harness off harness on because it's amazing everybody fell off yeah and i was like nah this is not happening right i was like, i'm not allowing me to i was like, i'm not gonna get fooled like i know this is not real don't be fooled this is not real this is not real this is not real yeah, and it was like yeah. a test i got it i got the cat came back no problem i felt really good because i was like okay now my my self-knowledge my knowledge the knowledge of what i know and the guy was like no 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 we've got to turn it on <laughs> now do it you've won a you've won a free um a free experience on level two at the top of the building <laughs> but go yeah. on sorry no, yeah. no 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 but that's it it's just that your the knowledge overrode yeah yeah your, it's funny you say, it's funny you say this krishna because there was, there, there was this um i remember watching i mean i watch a lot of bmx and stuff like that and you know all these um they're, they're going on tall buildings and riding along the edge and all yeah. that sort of stuff and it's, you know, it's like this table here. It's probably, you know, two foot wide. And everyone's like, oh my God, you're on this tall building. You're riding your BMX on the side of that. And you know, if you fall, you'll be dead. And the guy said, he goes, it's two foot wide. Dude, he goes, are you telling me you can't ride along a two foot, you know, along a two foot sort of line on the ground? Well, if you can do it on the ground. You can do it, it was, Yeah, what's the difference? And it's exactly as you said, it ties in that it's human perception. Yeah. It's just, oh no, now I'm up there. Whereas when you're down there, you're like, yeah, I'll, do, I'll, I'll hop across. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll go one-legged or whatever. But up there, it's, it's totally different. different. So it's thing. just training your mind to exactly. say, who cares? It's right. Just, yeah. so, so there's different levels, you know. You said you're different yeah, levels, yeah. right? So with different levels, yeah, we come back to different levels. So you can see that in that virtual reality, you know it's not true. You know you're in a safe space, but you're, you're, still, you're still fooled into thinking you're not in a safe space. The BMX guy situation, he's he's actually really applying that because that he really is up there yeah. and then applying that. That's hardcore, right? I mean, I, I don't mm. think I could, I don't think I could go there. But um, beyond that, still beyond now, maybe how we render this experience right now of reality, like what's beyond this rendering, right? So um, in a in a vipassana course that I did in two thousand and um, uh, 19 is it 2019 is it 2017 oh I get confused sometimes the last one was 2010 let's meet in the middle yeah somewhere like that. anyway 2017 2019 um, it was 2017 because I couldn't serve until I did a course again so yeah 2017 I had gone to a, done a Vipassana course and um, I'm like thinking yeah man I nailed it like I'm I'm wicked like I can like sit for an hour and I don't, I don't, I don't move, like not even swallow for an hour, right? Like not even nothing, like no, just still, I can sit. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm like nailed this Vipassana thing. 
<laughs> so it's on my seventh day and I'm like, um, in you, you basically meditate throughout the hour, uh, the day, an hour at a time pretty much. And um, seventh day and also, and my my right leg starts, get, I start getting pins and needles on my right leg and it really it starts to hurt. And I'm like, it's okay, it's okay. To a point where I can't, it gets too painful. So I'm like, if I move now, I feel like I'm reversing all that training. Um, just move your mic a little bit closer. Yeah, here we are. Yeah, I just feel like I'm reversing all that training because I'm going to move now. I'm like, I'm not going to move. So I'm like, <laughs> I was just like, right, that's it. I'm not going to move no matter what happens. All right, I'm not going to move. What's going to happen if I die? Like, what What happens, right? I'm just going to wait till the bell goes. That's Whatever happens, I'm not moving. And it gets so painful that I feel like I want to throw up. So and you still haven't moved. No. Nah. And around me, it's not it's the, 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 not the group sit. So it's like the optional one where you could go to sit in your room. But I sat there all the time and it, there's four of us that were like militant, just one spot. And um, so I was like, if I'm going to project, I just kept observing, observed my thought that if I'm going to feel sick, it's all right. There's no one else around me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to watch it. I'm going to see, see this through. So um, I did. And so I felt the the sensation of what felt like, you know, being throwing, like throwing up, come up. And then it stopped around here. And then suddenly everything disappeared, like all the pain, everything disappeared. Wow. The feeling of sickness went, the pain went just, and then I moved into a space where before you could feel the vibrations at subtle, subtle level, really subtle level. Now there's no vibration. It's still like the stillest space I've ever, ever been. Like it was still before, but this was still and safe and I could I could be there forever like now I could sit in that space forever like I didn't care you could have cut my leg you could have done anything I I I didn't it didn't matter to me and that somehow I disconnected from my the sensation of my body and I was in another space so in the in the vipassana it tells you no matter what space you're in even if it's something you like you don't get attached to it continue the observation continue to observe can be continue the practice mm -hmm. so it's like all right let me continue the practice of scanning where i am because this this space feels nice and i can just keep enjoying the niceness of it or i just continue the practice of observing keep scanning keep scanning so i kept scanning that space as i kept scanning that space you so so, so much more subtler and then that opened up into a space where i could then exit my body now that was like weird because now i could literally leave like a portal opened and I could leave and I again continued to observe because you're not meant to get attached to anything you just observe and then the bell went and vibrated because when the bell goes in such stillness yeah you're feeling every teeny bit yeah, of that yeah. bell right um and so that I started to come back into my body again because that's what I said like, I'm not gonna leave until I'm not gonna move I'm not gonna move until that bell goes right so the bell came so it's time to come up i didn't i didn't exit the portal i didn't go through i just came back up again but when i came back up again it felt like pressure from underwater and then you come back up again if you come up 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 yeah, up, up yeah. and you know that if, you, if you're deep diving and you come up you feel the 
and then it took a while to come back in but I had no idea that Vipassana was to get to, to stages where you can exit your body that I thought what I was doing for one hour <laughs> just sitting still was it and then I couldn't talk for another few days because the course is 10 days. So when I finished and I checked out like some literature and scriptures and stuff, and it says like the technique is then to be able to get to um, nirvana so you can leave your body. And there's different stages of the meditation. So I recalled going through each of them um, like, system like systematically. Whereas in the one when I went when I was in the ocean, that was hap that there was no systematic observation. It just happened. Mm. There wasn't that just happened to me. I felt like there was no control in there. Um, and they did they feel similar those two? No, they no. they were different different stages. Um, I was I don't think I was anywhere near. I was closer. In the, in the meditation. Oh, in the meditation. Okay. Because that was like, it opened up in this space and I could see the universe. I could leave. So that is interesting in terms of the infrastructure because, um, yeah, there has to be another component to us f besides the physical, um, which then allowed me to put together a model which I've shared on my Twitter and I've pinned it. Um, so that that makes sense to me. That for me is mm. how, like, why the mind arises from the soul and the soul being in the body and then the mind is like the navigation tool for, for us to experience reality. Right, right. Yeah. Mm. So... Could we be in a simulation? Did yeah, that, so does I, that generate I, I, an answer? Does, does, does it, it... It depends on... How, I don't know how, what you mean by simulation. If it's a Maya, so the, the nearest thing to simulation in the scriptures would be Maya, which is that you're in a, an illusory space, but there's, like, meaning to it. It's not like... Like, the platform for it is real, for it to even be. Mm -hmm. But things that happen are are there for a reason, and like how, it depends on how do you define what real is. I mean, is yeah. the meaning why we're here? Is has it got meaning? Yeah. Are we supposed to learn something from it? Are we supposed to be here to work out the the, the soul? Like you know, because we need a gym for the soul. Like, is this how it? Is this like what it's like? Yep. Then yeah, and then maybe. Maybe it manifests in ways that we experience it in these ways, but is it, it's not unreal. It's just not real like we think it's hard-coded because it's mm. so fluid. Yeah, Everything's yeah, so I fluid. Yeah, I suppose that's, that, 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 that kind of is, is, is my question and, and, and that is an answer to the question. That is, it's just a state that we exist in while we're here in inverted commas. But, but there's... There is something beyond, yeah. Um, and so, do you, do you, do you think this kind of life that that we have is 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 just like a learning experience? Yeah. Yeah. Iterations. 
And do you believe in reincarnation? Yeah. Yeah. So, but it doesn't. That doesn't mean there's no other abodes. Like there might be different kind of aspects, abodes, heavenly bodies, and other spaces, pit stops, and so stuff do, like that. <laughs> do, do you think we 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 come back here a number of times until we've learned whatever we need to learn, and then go to somewhere else to to learn? Transcend. Yeah. And is, and is there then a an uh, like an ultimate place we 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 get to? I guess so, but I think it depends on each each soul's desire of where they want to be. Like some people want to, the uh, Buddha wanted to completely be merged with the oneness and didn't want to be, didn't want to real see the divinity. He wanted to be, you know, wanted to just completely merge into that oneness, so that there's 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 complete ego death. There's no existence of hisness. Um, uh, but then you've got in in say in, in Hinduism, for example, or maybe even um, the Abrahamic religions, they still want to exist to be able to experience divinity. So it's like different different places mm. and different stages. Um, say moksha and nirvana, both similar. Moksha being the Hindu uh, stage, and nirvana being the Buddhist uh, highest goals. Whereas nirvana is like completely being immersed completely blended and merged into the oneness there's no there's no ego or anything there's there's no existence of them whatsoever do you mean that there is no individuality anymore yes yeah. part of the part yeah. the whole yeah right and then and then with the moksha is that there's liberation but then there's still some level of there's some some you're still there some little difference to be able to to see you know feel the close to be close to that divinity um so there's different like but mirabai you know mirabai's story mirabai she, mirabai she was um she, the, the, the devotee of uh, krishna bhagwan and and then right. her husband husband was trying to kill her yeah I, was, I remember yeah yeah Smith doesn't so, go to sunday school no, he used to but he's forgotten no, now no, I've forgotten that one, he should know this i, I know, should know this. <laughs> but go on so she but she got completely emerged she merged completely so she didn't remain separate at all yeah. quite like buddha and that's from the hindu line so in hinduism there's it's in, inclusive to i mean hinduism is sanatan dharma sanatan dharma means like every single type of form of divinity um it's inclusive it's right. and then even then it says that either you want to go through a form to reach to get to um heightened levels of consciousness through connection through a form which is easier than to do it through a formless way because it's difficult to attach your mind to something that's not got any form you can't concentrate on something mm. to try and pick up that connection or vibration or energy so, but where Mirabai, she merged like Buddha. So in Hinduism, you've got both. You can have both merging or you can still mm, be still slightly keep your, separate. Yeah. And they also, it also has heavens, heavenly abodes and stuff. So it's not like Hinduism doesn't have heavens. Um, they're pit stops within the metaphysics. Uh, and, and, you know, it's all, so many different types of humans are not the, the highest. They're the highest in the 3D world. 4D world, but then you get different beings that are higher, and then they have the responsibility to take care of larger spaces, things like that. Devas, devatas, Narad, he used to go through, or it goes through different um, universes, he can jump through different um, 
dimensions. So is it? Do you think the human state is kind of training to become a higher being? That's the. It's a. It's we're the in the nursery yeah, school. Yeah, it's like the potential to transcend to out of these dimensions. We've got to a certain stage, and we've got the potential to transcend to access higher dimensions. Mm. And some people may not use that opportunity. <laughs> they might even prefer to be an animal. <laughs> continue to stay for a bit so longer. So can you go can you go down and come back as a cat? If you want, isn't it? If people live like that, if that's how they serve the universe best, then that's how they'll mm. come back and serve the universe best. Yeah. Mm. Reincarnation though, it's just it just kind of irritates me the whole kind of misunderstandings that people have or the mainstream media. Like do you remember when Glenn Hoddle got pasted when he said um you shouldn't feel sorry for disabled people because it's just reincarnation. It's like no, you muppet. Reincarnation doesn't work like that, right? It doesn't mean because he said, you, you know how they say that if you if if you've been sinning, let's say for example you you pushed over a disabled person or something, you might come back as a disabled person and then you will feel the same kind of oh, stuff. Oh shit! But <laughs> but he was saying almost like, oh, you shouldn't feel sorry for them because they sinned and that's why they've come back as disabled, which is totally wrong. What the point is, they might have, but then it's your duty to be nice to them or to nice to you know to, to lesser fortunate people and therefore you will then ascend up the sort of reincarnation ranks would that be a kind of correct way to describe it yeah i mean i don't you know who, who knows what who's because how, people act and show lots of things what's in their mind we don't know mm. right and that's the point like is what's the the formula isn't just the outwardly behavior or yeah. what's spoken or what's done it's like what's going on behind yeah, that that drives it and so can I, brainwaves see that th and that's the thing it's like yeah well and so I that's gonna the, say yeah, yeah. <laughs> well those you are the things see. yeah those kind of energies like energy doesn't lie like no it's, it's a bit like um lie detectors that you know you can see physiological reactions and then they say oh it's spiked when we asked you you know is your favorite color blue and oh it's white. oh no you like pink or you know whatever it is it's um so surely there must be even in brainwaves there must be, you know, there must be some sort of physiological, bodily reaction. Mm. To I be mean, able to find yeah. Out I mean, it depends, way. right? Maybe some high meditating monk person could be completely equanimous, so we're not going to be able to capture their like conditioned response, right? Right. But some people are. Yes, yeah, so a, bit, a bit like with your VR experience. Yeah, exactly. Like where you actually say, "No, I'm not going to deal resilience. with this." Yeah, I'm just going to be flat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that kind of, you know, the self-awareness is like the, 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 the greatest firewall against any kind of mental hack or brain hack and things mm. like that. You know, having that connection with yourself, knowing yourself and connection with divinity, when you know your, what you think is right and wrong, when you know it, you know you can't, you're not going to get fooled by other interferences, yep. right? Yeah. So, but that's a really important thing is that having that connection with yourself, with who you are, what you're about, you know, with divinity, having some compass mm. um, is, is a, it helps. Yeah, I've, I think maybe the, 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 a good illustration of that or an example of that, which we just rewatched recently, was Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody who kind of, they're going to take the ring and then they, they, they almost see themselves what they would become. And then they choose to either try and take it or they say, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to step it. back. And, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Which Lord of the Rings was that? The like part which part was it? 
All of them. All of it. Oh, it's all the food. Okay, no, yeah. I haven't seen it. That's no, no, it's, it's interesting what because you know what you said. You actually I'm not a film guy. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> patient. Uh, come on, who's got two hours to spare for a movie, three, let, alo- let alone three, a podcast? Three hours per <laughs> film. <laughs> exactly. It's nine hours. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth watching. Oh, brilliant. Uh, but, okay, I'll but, check it out. Yeah. But, the, but you're right. Do you know when you said like when someone's that powerful when they've got everything like you're mentioning? Um, hmm. it, it is. It, it's like it is that ring, isn't it? Holding the ring, yeah. you get that powerful. Actually, the, the the strength of character in is, are you are you are you still that strong that you don't get taken over by the power? You know the power. But it's, it's a bit like they say about money, right? That money doesn't change a person; it just merely was it accentuates. Is that the word? Exposes. Ex- or yeah, maybe it's or even, but really, kind of makes it even worse. So say you know, if you're a rude person, you become even ruder with money. Or if you're a nicer, some people might become even nicer. Money just basically just accentuates that. Attenuates that or whatever oh, the word maybe, is. Is that yeah. the right I'm, word? I'm not even sure. No, the opposite. Oh, yeah, ChatGPT. <laughs> but, but you know, it's, but but it's a truth, and it's and it's similar to you know, like you know, they say uh, you know, every all the people you meet on your way up. You're going to meet on your way down, so be nice to them. <laughs> it's it's a little bit like that as well. But then, then at the same time, it's like those are the little things, like Smith. Like, do we do it just because of that? Be nice yeah. to them because that fear of yeah, they might not be nice to me. It's like wrong, should be in, a, it's, again. A, that's that. That's an intentional valence, yes. right? That's what I'm saying. That why do we do it is the important. It's not what you do and what you don't do. It's the why and how we do it and. So, you know, there's no point giving any instructions about how to do something or you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that because it really does depend on why and the how. Um, so we're nice to someone, yeah, but why do you want to be nice to someone? Oh, just in case, you know, mm, when I'm day, down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, well, yeah. no, that's just, that's not the right reason. To, yeah, it's a selfish motive. There's still yeah. a selfish motive. Actually, the reason is because we're, you know, I mean, there's divinity in everybody. As I said, that's the most inherent value in absolutely every single thing. There's div- like, you know, why I think uh, Bandurang Shastri's work is so amazing. Why? Because so this is when we go to Sunday school, we listen to the discourses given by Bandurang Shastri. He was, um, um, you know, a social reformer who'd done a lot of philosophy and put it into action, and he won the Templeton Award. Um, but the, the premise of the philosophy is that there's divinity in every single being, in every single thing. And that's the thing that gives it value. And in order to prove it, it was such an amazing philosophy. So he'd go to all these conferences around the world to talk to like philosophers around the world and scientists around the world. And they said, okay, yeah, this is really good in theory, but how do you make that work practically? practically yeah. Right? So he set up this, um, he set up this model. And he got it working where he said to, said to every single person has inherent value. Now, you're, we're accessing um, universal energy for free to do anything, even to utter a word, even to go and carry out our desires. We have to access universal energy. And we're, and, and we're not even you know, accounting for the amount of energy we're using to do that. So all of our life, most of the time, we're chasing to carry out our desires. We still owe our owe energy. We owe back some time, some efficiency uh, to pay back some part of the energy oh, that we're borrowing use, yeah. to even do our uh, to carry out our desires. So if everybody works together to pay back, not if, we were never going to be able to pay it back. That's how the karma stuff, and that's where this can. Anyway, that's a whole new meta, That's a whole new thing. But 
that take out some time and work together so that whatever you're working for is giving back to the universe. So everyone takes out time in their schedule, set time, and they decide, right, we're going to go and do such and such. And we'll do it together. And it's not because I owe anybody. It's not because anyone owes me. It's because I owe it to the universe. So now everyone with their that mental model is putting their time, energy, and efficiency to pay back the universe. So they started to grow food in the farms and they take that time out. When they grow that food and they sell that, they get the money for that. And they use that money to either give it to the people in the villages who needed it or to um, rebuild the village with water, electricity, or things like that. But the difference here is that the people who gave it can't claim that they've given it because they didn't. It was to give back to the universe. It's money that's come back. It's the universe's money. And the people who are taking it can't feel inferior because it's given to them by the universe. And they basically uplifted millions and millions of people's lives quietly uh, without money, politics, or any other paraphernalia or... Mm. And uh, and hundreds and hundreds of millions of lives have been transformed. And they rolled this out across different um, different um, communities. So the fisherman community, uh, you know, the last was it the last Friday of every month would be only they'd be working only for you know only for the community projects and um, as you say the agricultural farmers and stuff like that. So they did it across all different different, different sectors. Yeah. yeah. So so not just for farming, food farming, but they'd do it for like the, those that were fishing villages. It, the, the only thing they knew was to, villi- to fish. They had no other skill. And there was no other way for them to make an income. But eventually they all stopped fishing as well, you know, because they said, we don't want to make our money from killing. That's mm. basically, and they, but still, that, that's the transformation that happened with their own, with their own mindset, not because somebody See, th- told them. This is the part I find a little bit frustrating about world that this is what you always say as well jace i remember you always say don't say that the universe is always listening remember you like yeah and and it's it's and and it kind of ties in exactly what you're saying that i find it so like why do we what i find frustrating is why is it that despite everyone having actually the same base level philosophy we have all these sectors oh i'm hindu you're christian i'm islamic i'm x y z and we're all different we're not all different we're all we're all the same we've all got the same morals and as humans we've all got ultimately it's do good. I mean, most humans, we want to do good. Whether we can, we're able to is a different thing, but we do want to do good. It doesn't matter what your background is, where you live, whether you live in the jungle, you live in the city, you live wherever. Everyone's ultimately the same. And that's what I find really open my eyes. That, you know, when I talk to different people, it's that good people are good people. It doesn't matter. Mm, mm. And, it, and it's such a shame that we have all these kind of man-made artificial divisions That's it, yeah. between communities, between people. And I don't know whether it's... Is no, this, but I is find it by that's deliberate design? Exactly. It's exactly. <laughs> I mean, there you go. That's yeah. it. It's I mean, how, how, how are we even arguing about what we want to call the creator? I mean, call it what you want, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, relate to how you want. And you yeah. know what? I don't even... I think God would be bored if everyone called them the same thing and acted the same way. Like, how boring would that be? We are diverse for a reason, right? I mean, if God is... I mean, God is diverse, right? And so, like, you know, there's this, there's this, uh, there's this classic example, part of Greek philosophy. They used to look at like the morning star, and then there'd be an evening star, and they'd look at it for years and years, whatever. And 
some people preferred the morning star, some preferred the evening star. And one had a name Hesperus and one had a name Phosphorus. And it looked slightly different, it was located slightly different, and it was beautiful in two different ways, but you get preferences. So for years they're looking at them and they're thinking it, they like called it different things, Hesperus, Phosphorus. Then they realized it's actually one and the same. And it's not a star, it's a planet. And it's not just the planet, it's Venus, right? So we're looking, you know, at different times, yeah. at different locations, in different angles. So same time, it's same with, you know, div, you know, God, divinity coming down to tell people, teach them lessons at the time that they need it. Because, you know, there's so many lessons to drop. <laughs> I mean, how many, how many, you know, yeah, it's difficult yeah. to like, you know, tell us about the whole universe and about there's you know how you know that it's relevant at a certain time and it comes in different forms and i mean so, but then, okay but then who are these people you know the illuminati or whatever who are the like who wants to keep people divided like who is it like who mm. wants to sort of split up the human race keep everyone fighting who Satan. are these people <laughs> yeah but, but even satan i mean you, you can say satan or you know or the devil or whatever but Okay, but even Satan has his human army or whatever, his human helpers create sowing all this mess, creating this mess. Like, who are these people? You know, people go, it's always this sort of faceless, oh, it's the Illuminati or it's this it's, or that. It's everybody. It's me and you. I mean, you don't give everything away. Right. You want a nice fat pension, nice house, nice car, right. nice clothes. Yeah. I mean... You know, I think the thing the thing that you find, you know, there there is like always this um, uh, kind of temptation to say, okay, yeah, look, if we can just figure out right, it's these the twelve families, the, they own everything and whatever. But actually, you know, it's just you see it like in big organisations. It's kind of all the way down. Everyone's trying to get paid, and everyone's trying to. Da, 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 da. It, I think that's just part of the human condition as well. It's very difficult to to be to really be kind of um, completely at one with that philosophy of all energy is borrowed and I'm just gonna the universe gives to me and I'm just gonna give back and I'm gonna have nothing. No, no, it's not. It's not saying that. It's saying that where that time was taken out. It's not. You have to still live in society. It makes no sense to not live in society. And, you know, you live together and there's means for it and there's value for it. But take some time out to show gratitude. And the only way, the best way to give it back is to serve. Use that time to serve mm. and do it in a mental state where you know you're not, don't, some people do stuff and they'll literally undo what they've done by taking credit for it. Mm. I mean, you've, what's the point? You've just, just undone what you, you just claimed credit for that. So it's no, not even done for any it's not even in done in no ego. You've just claimed credit for it. Yeah, it's interesting because I've I, I've always kind of not always, but for a long time I've had the the belief that if you give something to charity or whatever, if you tell people about it, it, mm. it undoes it undoes it. Correct. But I didn't actually know why. But that the the the, the thing with the 
you know, taking the universe gives to you and you give some back actually makes sense as to why I, I feel it. like that. So yeah. the, well, the minute you take it, you've just owed it again because yeah. you've taken something from something you owe. Yeah, that's that makes interesting. Sense, right? Yeah. So it's just, yeah. yeah. I like that. That, that makes sense. And then when I, when I hear people, I'm like, well, well, you did something good, but you just you just did it now. You just double owed yourself. Like, I mean, owed the universe. But anyway, but no judgment. I'm just saying, it's just that it's that it's that mental state is so important. Yeah. In whatever we do, it's a it's a really subtle thing, but very significant thing. Yeah, that might be a good place to 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 draw this to a close. Um. So yeah, I mean the. I think I think the maybe the the takeaway message for for everybody is that you can you can do something um, to give back energy, which would be to listen to this podcast every Tuesday. Good karma. Build your karma. Build your karma. White basement. You. It's a dilemma because you're going to negate that if you tell other people that you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> but on the other hand. We want you to anyway. tell everybody else that you're listening to the podcast. Um, but yeah, I think that's I think that's a that's a nice a nice place to finish. You you must do something to give back what is not really yours in the first place, and you you shouldn't seek to take any kind of credit for it because it's Doesn't not really yours to, you. to give. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I was just going to say, any last words, Krishna? It's been a pleasure having you on, by the way. Oh, thank and like you I said, so I've, much. I've learned so much and I've actually learned, I'm, hopefully I'm going to improve my speaking skills as well just by watching you, <laughs> watching and learning. Oh, but um, yeah, it's an amazing experience. Gonna, no, thank you so much for calling and inviting me over. I mean, there's so much we've covered. I didn't even, I, did, I really didn't know which way it was going to flow. So it, it flowed It flowed the best perfectly way. well. Yeah, I d- I'm going to have to go and listen to this like yeah. three times. You know, when you get to the end of something, you're like, wow, that was, yeah. That was amazing. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you so you. much for coming thank down. Thank you, thank, you for, thank you for sharing your time and your experiences and your wisdom and your... And there's um, still so much we didn't cover. Yeah, we might we might have to... Um, we might have to, to, <laughs> to meet again and talk about Flat Earth. And <laughs> yeah, I want to do that one. You know what? Can I bring I'm my mate on that? that <laughs> He'll be on your team. Me and Smith will be on your team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Thank you very much for coming down. That's amazing. And Smith, thank you for coming thank in you. again. So it's always nice to have you here. You're welcome yeah, every, well, I, I, I every single time. I plucked up the courage and, uh, you know, obviously Krishna made it a little bit easier for me. But, um, yeah, I'll try and uh, pop in every so often, depending on how chat GPT is. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to actually ask about which which uh, virtual reality experience you've you've had repeatedly but it wasn't actually that good but it wasn't that good yeah <laughs> was, you, need to try, you need to try try these virtual realities these kind of experiences the ones that are like adventurous but i have seen them online you know like you, you do one, when people they change re- your physiology it's just they, like, they, they run into walls and stuff like i mean crazy. i don't know it's not about changing your physiology it really yeah is i mean quite, and so the stuff with you know the you know the, the virtual reality worlds and stuff i mean it's like getting stuck in another fractal i mean that's for another conversation <laughs> but it's like, why would you do that? We're already stuck in a fractal. Like, you want to go to another <laughs> yeah. fractal? Like, okay. Yeah, the, I mean, I, the, 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 the thing that, that we did recently, which is, it's almost the complete opposite of the VR thing, but still was amazing, mm-hmm. which I think I've talked to you about before, was we went and saw Top Gun mm-hmm. on that 4DX. Have you sat in that no, 4DX? No, I haven't. 
So the, the seat moves. Okay. The seat yeah, I think moves. that's the same thing they had in that Cadbury's. Uh, Probably, yeah. yeah. The, the seat and it throws you around. It's okay. Can't, no kids, no old people. You can't be over a certain weight. You know, it okay. really moves. And it's got uh, air jets under your feet, behind your head. There's smells and stuff. Amazing. And so it's it's the opposite of VR because you know you're watching you're simulating a movie, it like it's happening. But it Real. is you, with that movie. Have you seen the Top Gun? Yes. The new Top Gun yes, movie. Yes. So I mean, it's. It's a different experience. You went a few it, times, didn't you? you went, five times. <laughs> wow, you loved it. I, I, we go to the cinema probably once every three years. There's something that I think I'm going to pay 20 quid to go and watch that. And then when I saw the trailer for that Top Gun, I was like, we have to go and see it. <laughs> and I'd never even heard of 4DX. Okay. I thought we were going to go and see the IMAX. Where was the big it? Screen, at, uh, Enfield, Cineworld. Okay. All right. And, um, Is it still on? No. All right. I... I um, so we were going to go and see the IMAX. I was like, yeah, the big screen and it's shot in IMAX and whatever. And then it had like this 4DX and I was like, oh, I wonder what that is. I said, let's go and watch that because like, we'd never seen that before. I've, I've seen some IMAX movies before. And it was, from the minute it started, I was just, you know, it, you know when you're like five years old again? I had the same experience when I went and saw Jurassic Park. I didn't know what it was about. I was really bored. I had nothing to do. I went on my own and I was like, oh, Steven Spielberg, Jurassic Park, something, something. I'll go and watch it. And as soon as it started and it was like, there's dinosaurs, like they're real. <laughs> and I, this is the same with the Top Gun, you know. I, as soon as the, the chair starts moving, I was like, yeah, <laughs> this is it. It's, it's, it's so good. So, yeah, that's that would be my, my, my other tip other than, than uh, giving some of your uh, whatever you have been lent giving it back is um if top gun goes back on 4dx anywhere go and, check that go and see it what's the thing what was the one thing about the chat gpt that you wanted to know in terms of ai because we barely covered that i know but is there anything that i can just i don't know i mean i i just listened to a whole uh jordan peterson podcast on it yeah just like literally before we started yeah so i'm still trying to to chew over it. that but well one one of the things actually maybe maybe be interesting to get your take on so one of the things that they were talking about was um having these large language model sort of databases that if it if you come to the point which they were saying you know technically you're not that far away from um where you can use better data storage, longer-term data storage, some lasers that write into crystal or something, and and you could have um, an an AI database system, language system, which experiences everything you experience in real time through your whole life. That that would become synonymous with you. You, like if I was to talk to that AI, I wouldn't be able to tell that I'm not talking to you. Your mum would not be able to tell that it was not talking to you because it's literally had it watched every movie, read every book, heard every conversation. You know but, what? We, we, you know when we're trying to even record brainwaves? It's difficult to capture every single signal and then to capture it and code it right we're still doing an approximation. So, yeah, I mean, we can theoretically talk about it, but even when we're capturing signals from the brain into the into a particular format, um, say CSV file or, you know, to the computer and send it through, you know, the internet connection or Bluetooth or whatever, you still there's still signal and packets that drop. It's really difficult to even capture 
a, a proper signal. But isn't that now, just a it, matter of to get technology it, over time getting better? It, you know, there, there, there is a... You can only approximate it. And you can get, you can you increase, you can decrease the spaces between each data point. But there is no way that we have the capacity to measure the finite time points and store it. If you did it even for a second at that level, we would have used up gigabytes or whatever. If you want to get, if you want to get that identicalness, you always get an approximation to it. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, like, even if we're talking, because I'm, I'm literally working with this right now. <laughs> Actually, my situation is why it's come up because I just come back from doing exactly this. I was come off the computer doing just this. I'm looking at like, you know, this signal acquisition, and uh, we're just looking at like how the the signals drop packets sometimes, and I'm comparing different data sets, and I'm just like, uh. Yeah, I mean, even if we increase sampling rates and stuff like that, even if we have at the highest sampling rate, we can't guarantee there's so many different factors. We're still going to drop the signals. So we can get an approximation. It's never going to be the same. And there are going to be opportunities in where, theoretically, it's easy to say something now. Until we get to that point, we'll realize, actually, we didn't know about this bit, and this bit's going to mm -hmm. come in. This is what I'm saying. We've got, even if we're talking about language models, language model is a sliver of a way in which we navigate, our, you know, have an experience of reality. It's not the, it's a, it's, it, if we were to take, if we were to look at how we navigate, language came up at a higher, much later on in life. Uh, you know, other animals don't depend on language to, to live. So what now AI wants to do is use that as a base and then turn it, up, turn it the other way around to do an inverse. Well, that's never going to be reflective of reality. It doesn't work that way. Hmm. So there's always going to be limitations because that's a limited foundation. So there will be never be another me. There'll never I, be I, another I'm, you. There won't be another you. They might make a body that's like you. Never that's be more like spirit. that might be possible to and create a genetically your 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 Never your be body another white basement podcast. Not your, not your <laughs> but but I did read something like this. Um, there was a, there was an engineer at Meta. Um, again, look, this is you know this is all. It depends whether you believe it, and you know this is all anonymous stuff people dump on the internet. You don't know whether it's true or not, true or false. But he was an engineer at Meta, and he was saying that um, there was a unit at Meta that that had replicate what, what it does. It basically learns the way you put all your crap on Facebook, what jokes you like, stuff like that. And the official, and I say this in inverted commas just for the audio listeners, the, the official reason was so that when your loved one dies, um, they can remember you. It'll, it'll, keep, it'll keep posting and it'll keep interacting with you. So it's, oh, Dead Smith will keep saying to Jason, oh, mate, that's not flat, what are you talking about, blah, 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 and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And it'll keep, it'll keep posting the same crappy memes that I like to post. Mm -hmm. But of course... That was the cover story they told the engineers, and the engineers eventually found out or something that what it was. It was basically to help with deep fakes and stuff like that. And then you could say, "Oh yeah, Zelensky said this. Look, there's a there's a look. Here's his you know here's his posts and stuff like." That. And you could basically you could take Jason away and say, "Right, lock him up, man. It's like he's telling everyone the Earth is flat. We don't want this. Lock him up." People go, "Oh, where is he? Oh no, no, he he's still around. He posted on Facebook the other day. Yeah, no problem. He's still there. No, he's in a gulag somewhere." 
Um, and apparently then they folded this unit and as they always do, it kind of got brushed under the carpet or something. So apparently but, the technology is already the deep, there. The deep, deep fakes is like, yeah, you can, it can mimic your voice and sound and things like that. Like that mm. can be... Yeah, that's quite do, easy, yeah. But you can still note that it's a deep fake, by the yeah. way. But in terms of you, to mimic you, it says as far as as much as data it has on you, if it's in a new environment, right, if so you like ask anything from. new and it's not got that data of what is collected of the you that it's copied, it's not going to get out, it's not going to be able to do something outside of that. And you'll notice that even with ChatGPT, you, yeah. you, you, after a certain, September, if it does, September 21, if it doesn't know something or if it is, if you know, you'll just, you keep going around in circles, you get into a dead end. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just won't be progressive. Okay. Well, I think I mean we 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 could go off for another number of hours trying to do the AI. So let's let's save that for save that, a, save that for another time. Okay. So thank you again for coming in <laughs> and you, Smith. No and um, um, do you do you do social media or not really? No, I do. Shout where where, where, where can where can people follow your your work? Um, so we have um, a Simonics uh, uh, LinkedIn page. We have a Simonics uh, web page. We have. Um, Simonic's Twitter page and Instagram page. It's all very new, but um, a lot of my work and my posts were normally on like uh, um, my Twitter, Krishna Gandhi Twitter handle. So I'll, I'll put links to all of those in the show notes. All so right. if anybody Thank wants you. to follow, they can uh, just just go through the show notes and all the links will be there. And uh, Smith one on Insta, if yeah. you want. Aren't you? No. No, are you? I'm, I'm, off, I'm off social media. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Smizzit. You won't find them in the socials. <laughs> Smizzit on Instagram. <laughs> if you want to follow an account that never posts anything, yeah. Smizzit is there. Send memes. Yeah, send I wanna memes. Do, I do want to visit your, uh, stu- your, your uh, jiu-jitsu come now if um, you want. session, really. Let's yeah, go. if you want to come now. Yeah, yeah. You got, you're going, Smith? No, man. God. <laughs> Once a day is more than enough. That, <laughs> even know. that's... Um, and uh yeah as as always guys um follow the podcast on instagram which is at white basement pod you can listen to the podcast everywhere you get your podcasts so um spotify this one this one will make it onto youtube um apple amazon everywhere you listen if you enjoyed it give us some feedback share it with uh, other people and we'll catch you next time if you don't deserve my love, you won't get it, no credit Me over once and regret it, yeah, I said it Feelings and emotions, I can shed it, re-edit I'm running from my past, yeah, a legacy through the hell is I'm